Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. There's dancing involved because it's time to be back in the studio. Pensacola road trip in the books. Severe traffic jam on the way home. Cause crankiness for everyone involved. Yes. But we're back. Back together inside the game studios. Good morning, Hannah, five names. Good morning. How are you? I am so happy because you're back. (laughs) Steve's too far down the hallway, so I just sit here by myself. (laughs) But see, you and Steve obviously could have bonded yesterday without me and Footsie being around. We could have, but he stayed in his room the whole time. Except for when I asked him to come in for like two seconds. (laughs) So you could have human interaction? No, I needed something for the the drill. (laughs) Glad to be back, Five Names. Yep. Last, well, the end of Friday, and then leave me again for a whole week this time. That's right. Chinmacha, Louisiana Open. Coming up next week, we'll be broadcasting live from Le Triomphe Golf and Country Club, as we do every year. We have a great time out there covering the event. That'll be coming up next week. Both yours truly for RP3 and company and Kevin Foot and Footnotes will be broadcasting live from the golf tournament Monday through Friday. So it's going to be okay. You're going to get you're going to be able to recharge those batteries with us the next few days, five names. And then, you know, I'll make sure to pop in. I'll make sure Kevin texts you. Yeah, to text me, hey, I have a guess at this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of guests, we got a good show lined up for you today. Oh, yeah. We delivered the goods, as always. So what we got lined up for you today. It's going to be a busy day. We got a ton to cover. At 8.30 this morning, our friend Bob Nightingale from USA Today, Major League Baseball reporter, columnist. He's going to join us to give us the latest updates on the lockout both sides talked late into the night last night games were not canceled that was our poll question do we expect games to be canceled well they didn't cancel the games and apparently negotiations went very well nothing was completed nothing was finalized but they did talk into the night Going to continue those discussions this morning. Hopefully, no more games will be canceled. We'll keep our fingers crossed. But Bob will break that down for us coming up at 8.30 today. At 8 o'clock, a new voice here 
on RP3 and Company. Bo Brack from the Locked On Podcast Network. He covers multiple NFL teams. He's going to break down the absolute bananas craziness that is going on right now. The blockbuster trade that happened yesterday between Seattle and Denver. Aaron Rodgers' mega contract. What does that mean for Jordan Love? We'll even ask him about the Saints. All things NFL coming up at 8.02. This is why NFL dominates sports. Because even when they're not playing games, the, 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 the new calendar year for the NFL doesn't start until, I think, next week. Yet, dominated the news cycle yesterday. Baseball's in a lockout. NBA games are going on. College basketball, you know, trying to get together for tournaments and for the NCAA tournament. A ton of stuff going on. Boom. Doesn't matter. NFL says, hey, we're here. Boom. Now you're going to talk about us. That'll be coming up with Bo at 8.02. At 7.32 at his new weekly time. Our good friend, the mad dog himself, Ron Higgins, will join us for Hold That Tiger. We were planning on just talking, hey, LSU men's basketball team's gearing up for the SEC tournament. The LSU baseball team, their game got washed out last night, got rescheduled for today. Kind of a ho-hum week. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Dun, dun, dun. Not great news involving LSU both football and basketball as the NCAA is now getting involved. Ron, the mad dog, will give his very honest takes on all of that. Mm-hmm. That'll be coming up at 7.30. So those are our three guests today. Of course, we'll always take your phone calls. Game hotline is open. 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. But we're going to start off today with the huge news coming out of the NFL. I jokingly made a remark to someone during our road trip to Pensacola who just happened to be a Broncos fan, I says, well, what about trading for Russell Wilson? That was on the way to Pensacola on Monday. <laughs> on the way back Tuesday, it happened. Now, the deal cannot be signed or finalized because of the NFL calendar, right? So, But we all know this deal is getting done. Seattle trades their franchise quarterback, who's still in the prime of his career, He's only 32 years old to Denver. So if you're Denver, you look at this deal, you make this deal because you're desperate to have a franchise quarterback. You have not been the same since Peyton Manning retired. In the years since Peyton Manning retired, they are tied for the most starting quarterbacks since 2016. They have used 11 different starting quarterbacks the Broncos have. John Elway and his front office have failed miserably at finding a starting quarterback. By the way, uh, right there with them, tied for the most starting quarterback since 2016, the Washington Commanders. Stunning. The Jets are right there at 10 as well, and then the Bears and the Browns. So that's the company that the Broncos have been keeping. They have talent on the roster. They have talent at skill positions. They have some guys on defense. 
I've felt the last couple of years, I mean, they almost made the playoffs this year, that they just need a quarterback. And Denver is in a division that features, wait for it, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Derek Carr. They've had the worst quarterback. So if you're Denver and you don't want to continue being mediocre, you have to make a big splash. Apparently, other teams went to Seattle with offers that were very good offers, by the way. But they were turned down. One, because Russell Wilson had a no-trade clause in his contract. So he could choose where he went. Thus, when the Washington Commanders made their pitch, he said, no, uh, no. which I don't blame him. My team is a dumpster fire. So Denver makes the move. But the... They gave up a ton. They gave up a ton. Denver gives up Drew Locke, their starting quarterback from last year. Jury jury is still out whether or not he can play. Is he Russell Wilson? No. Could he be a serviceable starter in this league? Maybe. But they traded starting quarterback, starting tight end in Noah Fant, and a starting defensive lineman. So three starters... They gave up their first-round pick this year, their first-round pick next year, their second-round pick this year, their second-round pick next year, and a fifth-round pick. So they gave up eight assets, Denver did, to get Russell Wilson and a fourth-round pick. Whoa. That has echoes of Herschel Walker being traded from the Cowboys to the Minnesota Vikings, which is the greatest fleece job in the history of the NFL. But when you do that, you got to make sure you pop on the draft picks you get back in return, right? So Seattle has decided to do a full-on rebuild. They also let go of Bobby Wagner, who arrived in Seattle 10 years ago with Russell Wilson. Bobby has been the heart of the defense, the leader, the captain. Russell's been the captain of the offense. They're now both gone. And the Seahawks team has not been the same. They had the perfect mix of young, dynamic quarterback, who, by the way, they didn't even think was going to be the guy. Remember Matt Flynn, former LSU quarterback, signed that contract. He was supposed to be the starting quarterback in Seattle. And they, they drafted Russell Wilson in the middle rounds. Who looked really good at NC State, but then his coach said, hey, you should move on. So he went to Wisconsin, had a great season for Wisconsin. But people still thought that Russell Wilson was too small. He's too small to play in the NFL. Then he gets to training camp and he wins the job. Beats out Matt Flynn. And Seattle's like, hey, we got something here on a guy that we didn't think was going to be a starter. And they had the perfect mix. Young, dynamic quarterback that can make plays. They had some veteran offensive linemen. They could run the ball with beast mode, Marshawn Lynch. And they had the Legion of Boom. Defense. They go to two Super Bowls, back-to-back Super Bowls, winning one of them. Ironically, against the Denver Broncos. But as time progressed, and as Wilson continued to develop and turn himself into a MVP candidate 
The Legion of Boom had to be broken up. It no longer exists. Those guys left in free agency or were traded or, or even out of the league now. So they lost their defense. Marshawn Lynch retired, then came back, and then played for another team. This last year, the offensive line was eh. They couldn't run the ball. So Seattle decides to be aggressive and says, you know what? We're not going to keep just hanging on here hoping that things turn around. We're going 10 years is a great run. I think Wilson's been to eight or nine Pro Bowls on that 10-year stretch. Two Super Bowls, Super Bowl MVP. Won one of the Super Bowls. Has all the Seattle Seahawks passing offensive records. But if you're Seattle, how could you pass this up? This reminds me of where the Saints were. When they had that run of 7-9, and Drew Brees was putting up massive numbers, but the defense stunk. And you're like, it's great. He's putting up record-setting numbers, but they're not going anywhere. But for the Saints, they were able to recover. And through draft picks, were able to maintain things. They kicked the can down the road. They kept Drew Brees. And then they were able to get guys like Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and Marshawn Lattimore and Ryan Ramchek. And they were able to hit on those draft picks, Marcus Williams, and others. And all of a sudden, the Saints didn't have to do a rebuild. They just reloaded. They had a couple of really good draft classes. And all of a sudden, they went from being mediocre with a dynamic quarterback to being, once again, a Super Bowl contender. But Drew played for like the Saints for 15 years. That's where the Seahawks are right now with Russell Wilson. And instead of going, okay, we're going to try to keep doing this. I mean, Russell's cap hit alone was more than $30 million. And you watch Seattle play, and you go, they need help across the offensive line. They don't have a running game. They have two dynamic wide receivers in Lockett and DK Metcalf. But the defense isn't very good. So their defense is not good. Offensive line's not good. And they don't have a running game. Could they have fixed that in a couple of drafts while still paying Russell Wilson a massive amount of money because he's still in his prime? Probably not. So... If you're Seattle, you decide not to you decide to go ahead and what's best for your franchise right now is to do a full rebuild. You stockpile on these picks. You have your own draft picks, by the way. So you're going to have two first round picks this year, two first round picks next year, two second round picks this year, two second round picks next year. That right there in a 2-year span two first Two first, that's eight starters. If you're drafting guys in the first and the second round, Seattle's looking at this this year and next year that they're going to get eight starters under contract. Eight. Not to mention they got three players in return. And they're in the division with the Rams and the 49ers. It's a massive deal. Unexpected deal. Other teams tried to get Russell Wilson. He signed off on this, too. He's the one. He had the no-trade clause. He said, okay, let's go. I'm going to Denver. But did Denver give up too much? 
starting tight end, a starting defensive lineman, their quarterback. Did they give up too much to get Russell Wilson? And by the way, Denver's offensive line, not great either. That's our poll question of the day. Did the Broncos give up too much for Russell Wilson? No, he's the missing piece. Maybe it could pay off. Or yes, a ton of assets. Right now, 50% of you say maybe it could pay off. 31% say yes, a ton of assets. And 19% say no, he's the missing piece. JPK, the OD, has already commented. My man's early. Everyone hates doing the math, but this is why you end up with mediocre wide receivers alignment around superstar quarterbacks. He also says, maybe if you believe in the Rams all-in now model, he's still got some gas in the tank, two to three window. But the problem is Wilson hits the Broncos for $51 million against their cap in 2022 and 23 combined. Hard to keep good pieces around him. We've seen it before. And he shared a Chevy Chase gift, which I'm here for all day long. But that wasn't the only news coming out of the NFL yesterday. Apparently, Aaron Rodgers is happy with Green Bay. We'll talk about that. As well as New Orleans Saints did not make a move with a particular franchise tag for not one but two players. We'll discuss that next as well. You listen to RP3 and company right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. There are two types of sports reporters. Those who are respected for their ability at building relationships with coaches and players. And here's our game plan. Then there are those whose method of reporting is getting hammered with a college football team and Pat O's. We're going streaking! We'll let you guess which one RP3 is. Back to more RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Lafayette Marble and Granite is the South's largest cultured marble factory, and they pride themselves on earning your business. LMG provides more than show-stopping marble countertops, though, for your kitchens, bathrooms, and man caves. Oh, yeah. LMG also offers custom shower installations, including new grout-free showers. That's right. LMG's offering low-maintenance, convenient showers without the mess and odor of grout. Visit their website, lmgelead.com today to learn more about all of their sensational services and the great products that they are offering live inventory is updated every single wednesday by the way that's today visit lmgelead.com or simply stop by their showroom located right there on i-49 north across from hub city ford in the jockey lot lafayette marble and granite they're looking to earn your business and trust me earn it they will Blockbuster trade yesterday in the National Football League. Russell Wilson, multiple Pro Bowler, Seattle Seahawks, record-setting quarterback, Super Bowl winner. It has been traded from Seattle to the Denver Broncos. What did the Broncos have to give up to get the 32-year-old quarterback? Three starters, 
two first round draft picks, two second round draft picks, and a fifth round draft pick. It's a lot to give up for one guy. A lot to give up for one guy. Now, the way the contract kind of operates, Seattle's actually going to be on the hook for about $26 million in dead money. So that frees up Denver to be in their win-now mode and maybe be able to put some other pieces there in the Mile High City. I get why Denver does it. You have to do something. Because your approach of trying to find a quarterback through the draft or through free agency really hasn't worked. It's been one disappointment after another, after another, after another. And they've fallen behind. I mean, they played in two Super Bowls in a three-year stretch not that long ago. But they're not as good as Kansas City. And the Chiefs have been now to multiple Super Bowls. The Raiders are actually not a dumpster fire, which is surprising. And the Chargers have a young, dynamic quarterback. So if you're Denver, you got to do something in the AFC West. Seattle is committed to the full rebuild. It was a great run, great 10-year run. Lots of success, both individually and for the team. But the Legion of Boom is, has not been a thing for oh, quite a while. Marshawn Lynch is not walking through that door to carry the rock. And now Russell Wilson's not there and Bobby Wagner's not there either. But that wasn't the only news of note yesterday that caught the sports world off guard slightly. Aaron Rodgers. We were told we don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, right? Your league MVP, back-to-back league MVP. Have no idea what's going on with him. He puts out a big Instagram post where people are trying to go, what's going on? He's thanking teammates. He's thanking his ex-girlfriend who they just broke up with. And all over the place, some people are like, is it a troll job? Or is it just Aaron getting ready to retire? Well, Rodgers and the Packers agree to a new four-year deal as the quarterback becomes the highest-paid player in history. The reigning NFL MVP agreed to a four-year deal, a four-year $200 million extension with the Packers that will make him the highest-paid player in NFL history with a $50 million average annual salary. $153 million is guaranteed. Guaranteed. So he could all of a sudden fall off a cliff and his arm could go out a year from now. And the man is still going to be making guaranteed to receive $153 million. Whoa. That is a ton of money. NFL Network reported creating significant amounts of salary cap space available for the Packers. Because of this deal, that frees up $21 million for this coming season, which means they're going to be likely making sure Devontae Adams does not leave Lambeau. And remember, Rodgers was connected to Denver as a possible trade destination. That had been rumored about for about a year and a half. Obviously, that does not happen. 
But then Rodgers gets on social media and says that the terms of the deal that are being reported by NFL reporters via sources is wrong. <laughs> so he did want to let everyone know that he'll be playing with the Packers next year. However, reports about me signing a contract are inaccurate as are, I suppose, terms of the contract I signed. I'm very excited to be back, though. Four-time league MVP and first player to win consecutive MVP since Manning did it in 2008-2009. And he'll become the first Packers quarterback to play 18 seasons with the franchise, already surpassing Brett Favre's and Bart Starr's record of 16 this past season. So, Green Bay keeps their man for reportedly a four-year, $200 million extension. That's a lot of money. That is a ton of money. Teams just giving out stuff yesterday, man. Draft picks, players to get a player. Packers are giving Aaron Rodgers $153 million in guaranteed money. 153. That's kind of crazy. So Packers keep their man. Saints, meanwhile, just kind of under the radar news. It gets lost in the shuffle of all the busyness that was the NFL news yesterday. The deadline came and went for the Saints to put the franchise tag on a player. They opted not to put the franchise tag on on left tackle Teron Armstead, and they decided not to franchise tag safety Marcus Williams. Both of those players, star players, will now become unrestricted free agents. That does not mean that the Saints can't sign them. That does not mean that they can't get some type of deal done. It just means it won't be done with either player being franchise tagged. More than likely... I think there's a good possibility that neither one of those guys comes back. I think the market is going to be just too good for Teron Armstead to pass up a massive deal because someone's going to throw a ton of money at him to play left tackle, even though he's always injured. Someone will pay a ton of money to Teron Armstead. And I just don't think the Saints are going to be able to afford him. Same thing for Marcus Williams. Now, I lean towards Marcus probably figuring out a way to come back. Because Dennis Allen's the head coach, and Dennis has coached him his entire career. They have a relationship. So I would figure the Saints are going to try to make that happen. But I would not be surprised if you see both Toronto Armstead and Marcus Williams playing elsewhere for the 2022 NFL season. But Saints decide not to franchise tag either Toronto Armstead or Marcus Williams. Not to say they can't bring them back or sign them but it will not be done with the franchise tag. So that was interesting yesterday as well. Busy, busy time for the NFL. Busy, busy time. But we got to take a timeout. We've got plenty more to get to. Keep voting on that poll question of the day. Do you believe it costs Denver too much to get Russell Wilson? We want to hear from you. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Just make sure you keep it clean for the kids. When we come back here on RP3 and Company, the not-so-great news involving LSU men's basketball and the football team. Some of it we already knew about. Some of it is, well, we didn't know about. 
We'll talk about that, discuss that next. You're listening to RP3 and Company right here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Do you think RP3 is the only nickname Ray has? Think again. There was Little Vainant. There was Little Foot, Little Bubba. There was LD, which stood for Little Dufo. There was Ray Dog. There was Ray Diggity Dog. There was Fish. There was Fish Face. There was RP3. There was even Ramundo from El Segundo. Back to the host with more nicknames than he knows what to do with. RP3, right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Oh, if you haven't signed up for the game clubhouse, you need to do so today. Let's just go ahead and knock it out, right? Just go ahead. Let's make this happen. Because here's the deal. It's free. It's easy to become a member. So once again, we've taken away two hurdles for you. It's free. It's not going to cost you anything. Boom. One. Two, it's easy. Some of you struggle with technology, as do I. Made it easy for you. And three, you get to win amazing stuff. I know what you're saying. Ray, what were you trying to give away in the clubhouse? Uh, used fanny pack? Huh? What are you doing? Some old highlighters? No, no. We got great stuff in our rewards club. How about a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House? You can take out your lady on a night in town. Oh, maybe you just want to go have a birthday celebration. Does not matter. You can go have some tremendous seafood. $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House. But you can only score that once you become a member of the Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Once again, it's easy to sign up. It's free to sign up. And once you become a member, you can enter to win and score that $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House. So why not go ahead and sign up today? Let's make it happen. Let's do it together. Let's do it together. Busy news day yesterday involving the NFL. Russell Wilson is traded from Seattle to Denver. Broncos give up two first, two seconds, and three starting players in a fourth-round pick. And they get Russell Wilson in return. Seattle doing a full rebuild. They also let Bobby Wagner go the same day. Bobby and Russell came to Seattle at the same time. So the Emerald City doing a full rebuild. Denver trying to win now. Think Russell Wilson's the missing piece. That is our poll question of the day. Do you believe they gave up too much? Yes, no, or maybe. Go vote on that. Leave your comments on Twitter and Facebook. Also, Aaron Rodgers, four-year extension. My man's like almost 40 years old. Almost 40 years old, and he's getting reportedly a $200 million four-year extension to stay with the Packers. 153 of it's going to be fully guaranteed. Watch out now. Highest paid player in NFL history for your four-time league MVP. Drafting Jordan Love really paid off really well for the Packers two years ago. Using that first-round draft pick on a quarterback 
who now, if Rodgers plays out his contract, will never see the field because Jordan Love's rookie contract will expire before Rodgers' extension ends. So does this mean Green Bay is going to be possibly wanting to trade Jordan Love? We'll have to see. Also, Saints decide not to franchise tag either Teron Armstead or Marcus Williams. The deadline was yesterday afternoon, which means they become unrestricted free agents. Does not mean that they can't come back to New Orleans. It's just now they're free to explore playing for the other 31 teams in the National Football League. But on a busy day for the NFL, we still had news coming out of Baton Rouge, and it was the kind that was not good. And I'm not talking about the McNeese LSU baseball game being washed out due to the severe storms that came through the area in the state yesterday. The Will Wade thing just never goes away. It just never, never goes away. And you already knew about the football situation. That's been lurking. That's really not gone away as well. The Advocate, as well as others, reported on this. LSU officially received notice of allegations from the NCAA regarding the men's basketball program under coach Will Wade. Details of the allegations have not been revealed, but issuing them marks a significant step in a lengthy investigation. Sports Illustrated was the first to report this. The Advocate reporting duo Wilson Alexander and Amy Just friends of the program and the station, confirmed this. The advocate is reporting, if the allegations includes, if the notice of allegations rather includes major violations, Wade could be fired with cause as part of that 2019 amendment to his contract. Wade declined to comment. LSU did not respond to a request either. Wade redid his deal with then-athletic director Joe Oliva because Joe Oliva wanted, remember, they suspended Will Wade because of the Yahoo sports report that came out with the strong-ass offer, comment, wiretap, FBI, all that stuff. Will Wade's heard on wiretap talking about making a strong-ass offer linked to people that were paying recruits, hanging out with shady individuals, the whole nine yards. It became part of a documentary that you can watch on HBO as well. But he did lose his job. But what they did after they suspended him for the end of that regular season and for the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament when they made that great run, when they redid his deal, they did it to make it easier to fire him. So if he messed up, they had a way out. So the week that the LSU team is looking to put together a run in the SEC tournament and get together for the NCAA tournament, they're projected to be a six seed for the NCAA tournament, six or seven seed. You have to deal with this yet again, yet again. The notice of allegations, by the way, comes from the independent accountability resolution process. 
which has handled LSU's infractions case since September of 2020. Entering the process automatically combined investigations into LSU men's basketball and football. LSU repeatedly has tried to separate them, but the NCAA has denied their request. LSU now has several weeks to respond to the notice. Once the IARP responds yet again, it will schedule a hearing, a process that could take months. Yay! The IARP's final ruling, by the way. So, LSU can take time to respond, and then IARP will respond, and then there will be a hearing. Once the final ruling comes down, this is the this is the part that you need to really pay attention to. Once the final ruling comes down, it cannot be appealed. There's no appeal process. None. So that's a key reason why LSU tried to split the football and men's basketball cases for that reason alone. Once again, LSU is gearing up for the SEC tournament. They're 21 and 10 overall. They're projected to be a six or seven seed for the NCAA tournament. Of course, the allegations with the football team include former star wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. handing uh, handing players cash on the field after LSU beat Clemson in the title game and how former uh, booster John Paul Funes paid the father of an LSU offensive lineman nearly $200,000 of embezzled money from a hospital. Once again, not great. Now, on the football side of things, LSU self-imposed a bowl ban, remember, in 2020. It also cut eight scholarships over the next two years, reduced recruiting, and banned Beckham from this facility for two years. And LSU had hoped that would satisfy the NCAA enforcement and avoid further penalties, but because the basketball team and the football team is lumped together, because they're lumped together in the infractions case, the school has a higher chance of receiving either quote, lack of institutional control, or failure to monitor in the notice of allegations. Of course, this is all sparked from the FBI wiretaps in 2017 that caught Wade discussing the middleman, Christian Dawkins, who we can discuss, we, we, we can go ahead and say is shady character. Shady character would be the best way to describe that. So... Will Wade situation, it, it just never goes away. It just never goes away. And LSU's going to have, Scott Woodward's going to have to make a decision here because he's a wildly successful coach. But there's all this baggage. And it could also hurt the football team. There may be a tough decision that has to be made by Scott Woodward, one that he probably doesn't want to make, but may have to be forced to make. Because once again, you can't appeal their ruling. Once that ruling's done, there's no appeal. And the fact that football and basketball is paired together is not great for LSU. There's a reason why they desperately tried to fight that over and over again to have them separated. Because they know how damaging it could be to their programs, plural. Let's head out to the hotline. Welcome on Chad to the show. Chad, good morning to you, brother. What's on your mind, my friend? Oh, man, man, I feel the same way you do. I just feel 
whatever, this all needs to come to a head. If he gets let go or if he stays on. But I feel like the man is in purgatory, man, since 2017. Uh, the NCA is a joke to me. Uh, are there, other, uh, I think, five or six other schools that came out as well? Uh, Louisville is one, uh, Arizona, uh, Kansas is another one. I think there's two more schools. But there's, uh, I was listening to a guy last night. Uh, he thinks it's just, it's just the same old stuff. He, he thinks Louisville uh, is in deep, deep, deep waters. Uh, there are allegations. But, man, whatever it comes to this, it just needs to come to a head. I think this is a good uh, – as much as I love Will Wade and what he's done, um, this might be, a, a, you know, a cause for for, him, for letting him go uh, after this season, man. But uh, I think this all just needs to end. And, again, the NCAA is a joke. The, the timing is just unbelievable how it, how it came out. Of course. Uh, a few days before the tournament. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, of uh, course. That anyway, was, yeah, that was deliberate. Care, Thank you. Appreciate the phone call, Chad. Yeah, that was deliberate. I mean, I'm telling you now, that was deliberate. <laughs> that was absolutely deliberate. But look, Wade's a good coach. But look, there are guys in basketball and there's guys in football. I mean, Rick Patino has a ton of baggage, right? Great coach. Rick Patino is one of the greatest college basketball coaches we've ever seen. He's also had issues every place he's been. It could be Will Wade's just one of those guys because he operates in the gray area. And if you operate in the gray area, you're going to put yourself in a position where things go awry and you put yourself in a position that you're going to get in trouble. Wade's a bit of a gambler that way. He exists in that ether, if you will. That can pay off in a big way, but it also comes with it could also end poorly and with NCAA sanctions. He's got a little Rick Patino in him. That's both a good thing and a bad thing. We got to take a timeout. We'll update the poll question of the day. We'll tell you how the New Orleans Pelicans fared without Brandon Ingram last night. Uh, spoiler, it did not go well. That's all coming up next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Ready to feel the excitement of the conference championships like never before? Turn your team's victory into your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win their game, and they're going to get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 1037GAME. That's 1037GAME. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win. With promo code 1037GAME, this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, availability does vary by parish. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. 
Oh, good stuff. Good start to the hour. Good start to today's show. Russell Wilson blockbuster trade from Seattle to Denver. Aaron Rodgers, mega extension. What are they going to do with Jordan Love? You'd think they're going to have to trade him now. You spent a first-round pick on a guy that's not going to play for six years. Saints decide not to franchise tag Teron Armstead or Marcus Williams. And then the LSU allegations, investigation, just never ends. Just never ends for them. Let's talk briefly about the New Orleans Pelicans. They had to take on the Memphis Grizzlies, John Moran and company last night. They had to do so without Brandon Ingram. Here's the full story of it. They lost 132 to 111. Brandon Ingram is their best player without him. Even with CJ McCollum, they stand no chance. Grizzlies are a far better team and they're going to need B.I. So no B.I., no victory for the Pelicans last night. That's going to do it for hour number one. Hour number two, right around the bend. You're listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Welcome back to RP3 and Company. Live in the studios. Back in better than ever. Could say back in balder than ever. Could do that. Bigger and balder. There we go. Let's go with that. I'm your host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. I'm joined here inside the studios from a positive and energetic a person who's enthralled by conversations and by teaching the one and only the producer extraordinaire Hannah five names good morning how are you I'm great I definitely was making sure to wait to see what all the (laughs) nouns and adjectives and everything else you're gonna give me bringing me back into this lovely show I mean look you know, I'm just worried and paranoid that you're going to become the star of the show. Well, you're going to steal my thunder. I do believe the folks of Acadiana love you more than they do me. I mean, they were very worried when I told them I was lonely here by myself. <laughs> Make sure I had snacks. <laughs> that they did. That it's they fine. did. That they did. They, uh, you know, they're just drawn to you. That's what it is. Yep. They just tolerate me because they know if they tolerate RP3, they'll have access to me. Hannah Five Names. Yep. Just makes sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. 
And the dollars, too. <laughs> and the dollars, too. <laughs> oh, about 30 minutes from right now, or less than 30 minutes, Ron Higgins will join us. The Mad Dog, the man who covers LSU for Tiger Details, he'll join us. He'll give us his thoughts on the latest involving the LSU basketball team, football team. It's not good. It's not good, but this Will Wade thing just won't go away. And as I said last hour, Will Wade's got a little Rick Pitino in him, both good and bad. Rick Pitino's won everywhere he's been, everywhere he's been. And everywhere he's been, there's been some sort of issue with the NCAA, with recruiting, with violations, with inappropriate behavior. Will Wade's not quite on the Patino level where you go, Ew. he's not that. But this whole Will Wade thing is just not going to go away. And the fact that they redid the contract, it's one of Joe Oliva's last things that he did before departing LSU, could make it far easier for Scott Woodward to make a decision. Could make it. And look, the NCAA is an absolute joke. We can all agree to that. Chad mentioned it last hour when he called. There's no doubt there. There's no rhyme and reason to how they punish teams and how they enforce their rules. Uh, it took them, what, four years with the North Carolina academic scandal and they didn't even punish North Carolina? You know, they, they get to pick and choose here. It's, it's, it's empty. They're incompetent. We can go on and on about the NCAA and how they fail. But if you get to a point here where you're going through a process and there's no appeals, and once a ruling is made, it is made, that's not where you want to be. That's not where you want to be. Because nine times out of ten, there's no turning back. And there's no, you know, you don't, you, you can't get yourself out of it. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting how it all works out. We'll talk more about that when the Mad Dog joins us. Also, yesterday, big news coming out of the NFL, Russell Wilson trade, blockbuster trade, Seattle to Denver. Seattle gets two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fourth-round pick, and three players. Denver gets Russell Wilson and a fifth-round pick. Blockbuster trade. Seattle going full rebuild. Denver trying to win now, thinking they have the quarterback now to get them over the top. Aaron Rodgers signs reportedly a four-year, $200 million extension with $153 million of it guaranteed. Well, that Jordan Love draft pick really working out well for the Packers. Woof. And the Saints, a little bit closer to home, they decide not to franchise tag Tron Armstead or Marcus Williams, lets them be unrestricted free agents. Does that mean that they're not going to be able to bring either one of those guys back? No, it just means that they're going to try to get a deal done without utilizing the franchise tag. Let's head out to the hotline. Welcome on our good friend, Doc. Doc, good morning to you, brother. Hope you've been well, my friend. What's on your mind? I'm doing well, doing well. Quick question. So what's worst-case scenario if the NCAA rules against LSU? What's the worst that would be done? Would it be just removal of scholarships? 
are, I mean, it's not like they're going to do the death penalty. No, uh, because if they did that to LSU, then they'd have to do that to Kansas, which they ain't going to do, Arizona, and all the other ones that were associated with it. Well, they're right? not going to do the death penalty anyway. I mean, look, a- after they saw what happened to SMU, they're always going to be hesitant to do the death penalty. USC didn't get it. Alabama's not gotten it for football. You know, uh, basketball, they avoid it. I, it. What they'll do is more likely what they always do, Doc, is reduce scholarship you know, reduce the number of scholarships you can have and have a postseason ban for like two years or whatever. That's usually what happens. So, so if that's all they can do with NIL, what's stopping LSU from just saying so? You know, Auburn's took wind with uh, yeah, Pearl. Bruce Pearl. They're not concerned about any <laughs> yeah. recruiting. No, they don't care and at if all. They're going to say, well, you're going to take scholarships. I mean, we can still go, or LSU could still go and say, look, you know, we don't have a scholarship, but you know what? Gordon McKern is willing to foot you on his advertising, and he's going to take care of all that scholarship money that may have been lost. And it basically just kind of says, you know, so what? We don't have a scholarship, but we got NIL, and we can take care of you anyway. So if that's the case, I mean, where, where really is any teeth whatsoever? I mean, the post, you know, I guess post, uh, you know, in terms of football and all those things, but if you're looking at it even from that standpoint, you know, in football, we have players that if they're that good, they don't want to play in the bowl bands or bowl games anyway. Um, so I just I don't know where this really has. I mean, is this really that big a deal, or is it just kind of I don't know? Uh, look, you, you bring up great points, Doc. And look, the, their enforcement. Look, this is the reason why some people believe that you're going to have teams and conferences just remove themselves from the NCAA oh, from altogether. The NCAA, right, yeah. Right. I mean, you know, if they get too if they get too hot, hot, heavy-handed and they say, well, look, we just don't want to deal with you anymore and we're with, the money's with us, we're going and have fun. So, I, I agree. I, I agree. I, NIL, NIL is going to allow them, it's going to allow, it's just not LSU, but any team, right, any program yeah. to, 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 right. to skirt around that. The postseason ban is what hurts you, right? That I mean, the scholarship limits, you can get around that with NIL deals everything like that but if you you know if you have a great season where you win 24 games and you can't play in the ncaa tournament or the nit or anything that's where you hurt right and that's where you can hurt your program as well because then kids want to play in the tournament so that's the only thing the ncaa can do right because nil is is now wiped away scholarship reductions that's not going to be an issue fines have never been an issue let's be fair um (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, you you've been fined. You've been fined six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh, big deal, right. right? Does not matter. So, yeah, but you're right, bud. You're absolutely correct. Uh, the 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 thing is the postseason ban. That's the thing that's gonna that that the NCAA. That's really the only thing they can do. Okay. All right. Appreciate. It. And the other thing, did Rogers really sign that deal? Because I thought he put out something. No, I haven't signed it yet. He says he's coming back, but he says the. The uh, the information being reported on on the parameters of the deal are not accurate. Okay, whatever that means. Right, right, right. <laughs> so have a good one, Ray. You too, bud. You too. Appreciate All the right. phone call. Yeah, but Doc brings up a good point. Like you know, the NIL just takes away. You know, you have scholarship reductions, big deal. You know, you can have someone say, "Okay, you're going to have an NIL deal." Boom, you're taken care of. So you can. We're going to take care of you. You don't have to be on scholarship. You're just here. Oh, and you're just going to play for the basketball team or the football team? That's how that's going to work. That's your your loophole. That's your workaround, if you will. Postseason ban, 
That's the only thing the NCAA has up their sleeve. That's the only thing that they can actually punish you with. That's the only thing they can do. And once again, there's nothing stating that LSU will actually get punished for this. They have just received the notice of allegations. So, now they move on from there. They get their time to respond to it. And then there'll be a hearing and a ruling. And that could take months. Here's the frustrating thing for a lot of people, myself included. Why does it take so long? Why does it take so long? You, you drag it out. You drag it, drag it out, drag it out, drag it out. You get your information. Okay, you, you believe this happened. You have this evidence. You send out a notice. Okay, now we're going to have a hearing. You rule on the hearing, you're done with it. This, this, this should not take years, plural, to get done. But the NCAA and how they enforce their rules, this is why everyone's so critical of them because it's not organized. They're not organized. They're not on top of it. They complain about, well, we don't have enough people to do investigations. Okay. Then hire more people. Simple. You see regular criminal law proceedings go faster than this. <laughs> I mean, it's just. And it's in all sports. Like, you either have the evidence or you don't. That's it. <laughs> you don't have the evidence, you, you get like a month to find that evidence. And then if it's just, it's just. If it's not, it's, it's thrown out. There's, there's no reason to take months and years to decide, did, did you give them money or did you not give them money? I don't know. Can you find the paper trail for it? Do you see bank statements? Do you see withdrawals from their accounts to go and see they took us money out somehow or somewhere? Yes or no? That's it. Get it together. I don't have time for it. It, 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 it shouldn't take this long. It no. really should. It, because you, you're keeping things in limbo and you're making things more difficult than they need to be you're trying to get covered that's what they're doing right now you just you just you just get it done just step up get it done be the same done with, with it. The, the lockout i'm like no no someone you, you says get two some, months so someone figure says your life out get, get it, it done. together <laughs> get it together she says you don't need six months of coverage on tv in news reports and anything else just because you don't know how to go and say, yes, this is what we want. This is what I want. Compromise. Figure your life out. I don't have time for it. It bugs it bugs the heck out of me. This lockout and I about to we're about to tussle. Major League Baseball, Players Association, owners, Rob Manford. Five names says, figure it out. Get it together. I mean, am I wrong? Am I wrong? You're not wrong. Okay. It's not It's not wrong. <laughs> the Major League Baseball Association, they have what they want. They, they know what they want to get done. And the, the owners? The players, they know what they want to get done. Yes, the sir. owners know they just want to make money. Rob Manford, he don't know what he's doing. Probably should go to Florida with, you know, what's uh, Ogeron or something. Him and Bob Marlin and Ogeron, they can all go hang out in Florida. They, they, they're what, done what, with it. What, what does Bob Marlin have to do with anything? I'm tired of him, too. Why are you tired of Bob Marlin? Because. <laughs> yeah, what, it What's me. going on? Unexpected rant coming from Hannah Five Names this morning. I was not ready for the scenario where Rob Manford, Ed Orgeron, and, and, and Bob Marlin are all hanging out on the beach somewhere yeah. in Florida. Yeah, we're all done. Ah, wow. wow. They just need to. <clears throat> okay, all right. You have a list, they have a list. 
get together. Hey, look, this is not agree on the list. Maybe we should figure out what to do here. Ooh, easy now. Easy now. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll make some phone calls. I'll see what can ma- be made done, okay? Okay. I can't think of Major League Baseball team and have you to watch the games. That's just mean. Speaking of the beach, <laughs> what? the Hangout Music Festival is returning this <laughs> summer in Gulf Shores. And the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, has your tickets to this epic weekend of music. You can score VIP passes by becoming a member of the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Don't miss the return of Hangout Music Fest featuring Post Malone, Halsey, Megan Thee Stallion, just to name a few. That's the Hangout Music Fest, May 20th to May 22nd in Gulf Shores. You can win VIP passes from the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Don't forget about Maybe Ed Orjon, Bob cat. Marlin, and um, <laughs> Rob, Manford. Rob Manford will be at the Hangout Music Fest. Yep. You'll be hanging out with him. Yep, and Foot's going to hang out with Doja Cat. No <laughs> one loves Doja Cat more than Kevin Foot. <laughs> True statement. Done. Got to take a timeout. More RP3 and company coming up. Phone lines are still open. 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. You're listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Here on RP3 and Company, we talk about the sports you know and love. Baseball, football, basketball, and soccer. Isn't this great, man? I love soccer. Here we go, Galaxy. Here we go. Okay, maybe not soccer. But we'll try to do our best. Back to more knowledgeable sports talk with RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Uh, here in Louisiana, there are thousands of miles of utility lines and gas pipelines buried just beneath the surface. Sometimes multiple lines are in one area. So look, if you are a contractor that you've hired is digging a hole to put in a new fence, a pool, or for any other reason, you run the risk of hitting an underground line by digging only a few inches. What happens then? Maybe you only knock the power out for your entire neighborhood. But sometimes there's an explosion with injuries and even death. It happens every single year. And there's a very simple way to avoid it. Before you dig, call 811. Call 811 two days before you dig. Tell the operator your address, and someone's going to come out and mark the location of buried lines so you or your contractor can avoid them. It's simple, it's free of charge, and it's the law. Louisiana 811 operates. 811 is a public service. And to promote public safety, Louisiana 811 and the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Remind you, call 811 and know what's below before you dig. Let's check in on the poll question of the day, shall we? feel like we haven't done that in a minute. 
did the Denver Broncos give up too much for Russell Wilson? That was the blockbuster trade that occurred yesterday in the NFL. Seattle sent Russell Wilson and a fifth-round draft pick to Denver. In return for the 32-year-old Super Bowl-winning quarterback, Denver gave up quarterback Drew Locke. They gave up tight end Noah Fant. They gave up a defensive lineman. All three are starters or have been starters. And they gave up two first-round draft picks, two second-round draft picks, and a fourth-round draft pick. Did the Broncos give up too much for Russell Wilson? 44% of you say maybe. It could pay off. 39% say yes. That is a ton of assets. 17% say no. He's the missing piece. Lots of comments to get to here. Darren says, the tight end was a little too much for me. How does Jamal Adams feel right now? Yeah, how does Jamal feel? He's looking around going, who's left? Oh, it's just me? Also, besides DK and Lockett, he gained an O-line, gained a running back, broke even because he lost Fant. And to me, Judy and Sutton just needed a quarterback. The D is overall way better with Chubb and Sertan leading the way. And Vaughn might come back. Also, there's local flavor with Deontay Spencer. That's our buddy Darren, number one Raging Cajun fan of RP3 and Company. Denver's offensive line is not great. Ton on Twitter says, I don't know, man. The O and D lines you're talking about are not what I saw, but I don't generally pay attention much to Denver. That said, still feel like he has way less to work with. He says, look, is Russ a good player? Yes. Is he old? Also, yes. Has he lost a step or two in the last few years? Again, yes. Where was I going with this? Oh, right. He's not going to be able to do more things for a team with fewer assets. (laughs) Ton. And he also says Twitter needs an edit feature. I am on board for that as well, Tom. Robert Duplichan says, I think it will pay off heck. I would give up our whole safe hire coaching staff and picks to get him. He's talking about the Saints. Joe Cola says, I think they gave up too much. Maybe it pays off, but probably not. Seahawks should have done a uh, solid for, uh, for MLB and traded Wilson for Manford. Wilson could be a better commissioner than him. And John Paul says, yes, the Cajuns and Mike Ditka gave up way too much for Ricky Williams. It will hurt them for years to come. Whoops, sorry, was having a flashback. Yeah, they, they they gave up. They bet the whole farm on Ricky Williams, and that didn't work out too well for them. Yeah. There's been some really bad trades <laughs> in NFL history. Let's head out to the hotline. Welcome on Josh to the show. Josh, good morning to you, brother. What's on your mind, my friend? Good morning. So I was I was just going to call in response to what Doc was, was kind of talking about and, and kind of further this. You know, um, with the NIL thing, think about the postseason ban. Uh, in football, this past recruiting cycle, you had the number one player and another top 20 player go to Jackson State. They're not going to play in the postseason. You know, and, and why they go? They went for money. Let's just be honest. They didn't go for Dion. They didn't go for anything. They went for money. The NIL is going to change long term where these kids go, they don't care about winning. They care about the money. Their families care about the money nine times out of ten because they need the money. Let's just be honest. A lot of these these players' families need the money. So I I don't think the postseason ban is as big of a deal as it probably was three years ago, four years ago, whatever, you know, when these kids are are picking their schools. Uh, You know, you got five-star recruits going to schools that, you, you know, that aren't going to win 
in the postseason, may not even play in the postseason. So uh, that's one thing. The other thing I was going to throw out there, how do you feel if you're Oklahoma State and you just won your conference and you cooperated with the uh, with the NCAA this, this couple years uh, and you got a postseason ban, scholarship reductions, and uh, put on probation? You think their AD is probably regretting uh, – you know, when you look at the Auburn situation and Kansas, they didn't cooperate. And, and like you said, this thing is drug on for years. Yeah, and the people that do cooperate, you mentioned Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma State's been in trouble before as well, right? So, right. Especially when it comes to men's basketball. So that's been an issue for, uh, over time. But you're right. So that that's my issue. My biggest issue with the NCAA is that they're not consistent. Right, it, it, Oklahoma State. You still, but you still got Kansas, and you had North Carolina never get punished. Right, and, and the thing is, if, if if Oklahoma State doesn't cooperate, and they NCAA finds whatever evidence they find, they probably still get the same penalty. Correct. At the end of the day, you know, it, you're not doing yourself uh, any service by. I'm not saying don't cooperate, but you know, you, you can fight this thing. It's their it's their job to prove it. You know, and, and chances are most of these programs are dirty we know this uh it's, it's like you said it's been going on for years but uh, you don't cooperate you probably don't get caught or you don't get you don't get punished most likely in their situation and you go and you win your conference and 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 you still get a postseason ban so <laughs> that's all i have man thank you so much appreciate the phone call josh have a great day bud yeah i mean th- this is the problem you, you still got these other ones because there's appeals processes and lawyers get involved. I get it. I, I, I understand. But the NCAA, they never know how to enforce their own rules. They never know how to punish, and it's never consistent. It's never consistent. It just isn't. It's never consistent. I think people wouldn't have as much issue with what they do if they were just consistent in how they approach it with the violations. But every time it's somebody different, it's a different committee or it's a different members of the committee or these people are looking into this and then it drags on and on and on through like a presidential term. Why? Do you have the evidence? Great. You made the allegations. You made the notice of allegations. You have evidence. You set a hearing date. You let the people that you have allegations towards state their case. You have someone rule on it and you're done. Boom. Just fixed it. Not that hard. Not that hard. But the NCAA is so disorganized and so incompetent that this is why we have things like this that linger on for year after year after year. And Five Names is fed up. She just wants Rob Manford, the Major League Baseball Commissioner, the NCAA, will throw in Mark Emmert as well, to go join Ed Orgeron and apparently poor Bob Marlin on the beach somewhere in Florida. For no good reason. She's just fired up this morning. This is what happens when I get back into the studio. She's like, I got to deal with this guy. Can it be next week already? Can you just be at the golf course? You'll miss me when I'm not here. I'll be all right like for the first two days, and then Wednesday's going to hit, and I'll be like, no. Mm -mm. (laughs) I have you guys to leave early on Wednesday, too, but I'm still like, you know, no. (laughs) Can I come back now? <laughs> we got to take a timeout. 
when we come back our first guest of today will join us ron higgins the mad dog the award-winning columnist from tiger details he'll give us his thoughts on the lsu situation also look ahead to the sec tournament for the men and maybe get some baseball talk in as well that's all coming up next right here you're listening to the game 1037 lafayette and 1041 lake charles southwest louisiana sports station Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. March 9, 1991, McNeese basketball legend and Detroit Pistons star Joe Dumars begins an NBA free throw streak of 62 straight games. The record would be broken in 1993 by Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf and then Michael Williams. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Game Southwest Louisiana Sports Station wants to give you a chance to score the ultimate crawfish bowl. Brought to you by JJ Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, and Cody's Crawfish. You can win, wait for it, two sacks of live crawfish, a pot, a burner, a paddle, ice chest, tumbler, chairs, the good kind that can even hold your boy RP3, and a $500 Visa gift card and tickets to an Astros game this summer. Sign up today for the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com so you can score the ultimate crawfish boil from J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, Cody's Crawfish, and the Game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Right now, though, it's time for us to talk all things LSU, allegations, councils, a men's basketball tournament, baseball, and so much more. It's time for us to talk to the Mad Dog. It's time for Hold That Tiger. What a great tiger. Half the week is in the books, which means it's time to talk Bayou Bengals with Tiger Details columnist, the Mad Dog himself, Ron Higgins. Here is Hold That Tiger on RP3 and Company. Ron, good morning to you, brother. How are you, my friend? Oh, I'm just all over it, just on top of it. That's why I, I stay. <laughs> even, even my dogs are barking about it. They're all fired up. <laughs> okay, bud. Uh, I'm glad you're in the right uh, mindset this morning because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come with the hard-hitting questions. You ready? Okay. All right. Uh, the latest involving Will Wade and the NCAA and whatnot, uh, what do you make of it? And do you think anything is going to result from it? Uh, I think it'll, I think it'll play out. I mean, it's just this, this is part of the process. They finally got the allegations to them supposedly. I mean, LSU's not saying anything. I mean, it's like 
it's almost like LSU's baseball injuries. You know they're there, but nobody's saying anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it'll play out. Uh, it'll, it'll, it's something will play out over, over several months. Now, what they'll do is a, a whole other question. I mean, uh, will they play hardball in their contract uh, and get rid of him or, or, or think that he's done enough to – has enough wins or has enough – pardon the pun – goodwill to survive at one point this year i thought that that he'll be built enough goodwill to survive but it's almost like when i started seeing some i mean kim Mulkey's success as a new coach and maybe jay johnson eventually that uh they would play hardball on this contract, get rid of them. So I, I, I'm kind of undecided on this, on what they would do. Uh, I guess it all depends on how serious the allegations are. The whole thing that is disconcerting is that if something did happen like that, it's all legal now. There you go. So you're going to punish a guy for, you know, I mean, if, yeah, if it was illegal, then I understand but it's all legal now. I mean, it's just, you've got, you've got people, all boosters all over the place buying people. It's legal. I mean, look, LSU's got a guy, you know, their, their guy's Gordon McCartan, you know, the injury attorney here in town. He gets it done. He gets it done. And all these guys do is go on there, you know, on, on a commercial with a Gordon gets it done t-shirt. I mean, we don't I mean, what, what else are they required to do besides, you know, say Gordon gets it done, has a t-shirt. I can pay him. Great. Boom. So that's legal. But I'm, pr- they, I'm, fa- I'm fairly for certain they're doing some paralegal work as well. I mean, obviously they're well, getting, he's well, getting his yeah, money's worth, know, right? You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not being fair. Uh, but yeah, yeah that, that's, it's, so you're going to, you're going to, I guess because something was illegal two years ago and it's legal now. Do you just nail a guy to the cross for it? And here and, and here's the other thing. We know the NCAA is wildly inconsistent in how they punish people and punish yeah. institutions. And it, it can be the same scenario and it's dealt with differently. So I, I don't even have confidence that the NCAA will do that. But here's the other thing. If you're LSU, do you even care? Right? If you're Scott Woodward, do you even care? Let's say let's say we go through this process, Ron. And they punish LSU. They say, okay, we're going to do scholarships. Well, you can get around that with NIL. That's not an issue, right? You can just, hey, pay the guy's whole way to go to school, and he'll just be, you know, a, a regular student who just so happens to play basketball. That's not an issue. But, you know, if you're banned from the postseason, is is that going to be enough for Scott Woodward to say, okay, we're, we're going to part ways with, you know, we're going to part ways with a guy who has a little bit of Rick Patino in him? I, I don't know. Maybe, but I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think one of maybe one of the problems here is that, you know, the, the, the NCAA, LSU tried to separate football and, and basketball violations. They should say, but they should, y'all should not pair all these together. They should separate them, but they didn't. So, I mean, and I think Scott Rabley had an interesting theory, uh, advocate columnist, uh, and uh, he, he believes that the, in order for LSU not to get any more football, sanctions that they're just going to sacrifice will wade for it 
saying we're getting yeah, and we're going to get rid of him. I can see that. Ooh. I, I can absolutely see that. I, I can see him saying, you know what? You know, we can go find some basketball coach. We just hired Brian Kelly. You know what? You know, and we, we don't need we don't need sanctions for Brian Kelly. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even I didn't even think I hadn't had a chance to read Rab's column yet, but that's I mean, an interesting but, thing. But, but, but that, that I mean, I, yeah, that's absolutely. I could see him doing that absolutely. You know, uh, the, the 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 sad thing of the sanctions is is that I mean, you know that LSU didn't arrange those sanctions. I mean, they didn't didn't arrange that. That what happened. They didn't. They didn't know this. This former Our Lady of the Lake Hospital executive from the Children's Hospital here, where was was funneling money to a a father of an LSU offensive lineman. I think it was an offensive lineman who who really wasn't that good to start with. That's correct. Uh, On both accounts, and, and, and paying him money. I mean, that as far as I know, and unless it comes out in in, in the in the allegations that somebody at LSU knew about that. How do you punish a school for that? I mean, you don't know who's paying what. I mean, I mean, you have if, if there's nobody in your staff or nobody in university knew about that. How do you get how do you get punished for something that you have no clue about until uh, until the, until this guy gets arrested and it comes out after he's arrested when they're going through who do you know why do you steal this and who do you pay? Uh, so I, I don't quite get why why you would get sanctions for something unless somebody had knowledge if somebody had knowledge i, I understand that but if they don't why you know if they don't am i am I'm, I'm lsu i'm fighting the hell out of that one like what are you talking about but you know but uh, unless lsu unless it did happen and somebody didn't know about it and so lsu is now just going to you know throw will wade under the bus and say well you know you know what well, you're disposable you know, you're, you're our sacrificial lamb. We'll get rid of you. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we'll, it, we'll we'll see how this plays out. Uh, uh, I think I think that personally, I think Will Wade's done enough to. to I mean, look, he's he's been a, a a good coach, a great coach. No, but he's been a lot better than mostly most of the coaches they've ever had. I mean, I mean, they they're going to the tournament for the for the uh, third time under him. It would have been four times had the COVID season not come along, and, and uh, you know when the, the COVID outbreak in, in 2020 came along. I mean, I mean he, they would they would have they would have been postseason four times. Uh, he's had an All SEC first team player every year. He's uh, I mean all five seasons he's been there. He's had five for five. They didn't have one his first season. He had two. They had two last year. Uh, and, and and he has you know Tari Eason this year. He's, they've had a good year. I mean they, they're playing. And they're they're playing again with, with some comp. I say some common sense. We know I know with this team that you know the, the common sense can fly out the door. You know during a thirty second timeout. Well, let's uh, talk. Well, Ron, let's talk about that because they're gearing up for the SEC tournament this week in Tampa of all places. I'm not really for sure why that is there. Um, that's a discussion for another day. But they're going to play the winner of the Ole Miss Missouri game, and they beat Missouri during the regular season. They lost to Ole Miss. Neither one of those teams are very good. Do you fully anticipate LSU, who always kind of struggles in the SEC tournament, with the exception of last year, being able to move on and take on Arkansas on Friday? Yeah, I do. I, I do. I, I don't think this is a a, a distraction. To these players. I mean, look, let me. 
for none of these players have nothing to do with that. I mean, Darius Days was around. That's about the only guy who, if anybody who can, can I guess, you know, the, 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 I guess when this first broke, you know, uh, three years ago, just about three years ago around now, really. That's, three years. That's how long it took for the NCAA to get deal with this stuff. Three years, which tells you that, 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 that you know, they don't have enough manpower to do stuff with to, to get to, to expedite a case. Three years. Uh, I mean, that, that team that went to the Sweet 16, I found it grossly unfair. A lot of the players got just hit answering questions about that. I mean, to me, uh, you know, supposedly, you know, in, in, in the, the very best part of your career is to go to the NCAA tournament. And in the NCAA tournament, you know, dressing rooms are open. You can, you can go in. I mean, it's mandated by the NCAA that dressing rooms are open uh after practices and after games so you can go in there and, and 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 so they're not protected i mean they're not they're not it's not all sterile press conference stuff you can go up to a guy's locker and talk to him and uh i thought LSU, i thought those i thought it was unfair to those players but i mean but being part of a meeting member that's this part of the deal you know I mean, it's it's open you get to talk to them and I thought they handled that as well as any any team and, and, and or, or for kids those ages I've ever seen to, to handle. I mean, the every time you know you had a locker room open, you know, uh, whether it was on a, a practice day at the arena or uh, after a game, they faced those questions. You know, I mean, Javante Smart sitting there, you know, answering those questions. You know, when it, when it broke and his name was all over it and 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 uh and uh he'd sit there and answer and answer the questions and, and he and he did you know uh, so uh yeah his coach wasn't there i remember being there in bridgestone arena and they're having to answer, answer all those questions after the, they and, lost and, to florida and then, yeah. and then when they went to the ncaa tournament you know they, they you know they, they they played uh three games and so that meant you know th three three practices and three games, three after the game. So there, there were six opportunities to ask the same questions over and over again. Uh, and they handle it. Uh, you know, hopefully, I mean, this time there won't be any questions about it because it, it, it is pretty stale old news. And the only reason Pat Forty writes that is because, I mean. Uh, That's what he gets paid to do. <laughs> that's that, that, that's all you got to say, man. Dog, that's all you got to say. It's like it's paid to do, and also the fact that I mean, it is news in the sense that I mean, he LSU he found LSU does have the list in their hand, and, and we didn't know that before. Nobody knew that, so that's the news value of that. I know people say, why is he bringing it up? Well, because he found out that yeah, LSU has the stuff in their hand finally. Uh, so there you go. Mad Dog, appreciate your time. Enjoy your week, brother. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Do you like my theory that Trey Morgan's going to declare for the NFL, uh, above the <laughs> hockey draft because he's a goalie now at first base? Do you yeah. like that theory? Yes, I love that theory. Thank you, bud. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey. Thanks for waking me up, Hannah. Appreciate it. Good, good. That's a great wake-up call. Best wake-up call. You're welcome. Had. You're my favorite person. Better than any, but any of the hotel I've ever been in, really, honestly. I really appreciate it. <laughs> we gotta take a timeout. The shenanigans will continue. You're listening to RP3 and Company right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
Are you tired of living with chronic pain, knee pain, joint pain? Listen carefully, because now there are new treatments available. Not talking surgery or steroids. These are regenerative treatments from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics. Hey, this is RP3, Raymond Parsa III. QC Kinetics is the leader in these exciting biological therapies that help restore and repair damaged tissue in your joints with lasting results. If you got pain in your knees, shoulders, hip, or back, joint pain that won't go away, you need to check out these new treatments with astonishing patient satisfaction reports. They can actually help your body restore and repair itself with no downtime, no drugs, no surgery. Call now to schedule your free consultation at QC Kinetics, 337-243-4222. You need to learn more about how biological therapies are changing the way we think about dealing with joint pain. It's exciting stuff. Don't wait. Call today. QC Kinetics, 337-243-4222. That's 337-243-4222. Hour number two is in the books. Hour number three coming up. We got two guests lined up for you. Not one, not one, but two guests lined up in hour number three. We're going to talk with Bob Nightingale, Major League Baseball uh, reporter for USA Today. He'll be coming up at 8.30 to give us the latest news on the lockout. And coming up next after the timeout, Bo Brack from Locked On Network. All the craziness going on with the NFL yesterday. He'll recap it for us. That's coming up next. You're listening to the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Welcome back to RP3 and Company. Right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Final hour has arrived this morning, and we're going to finish strong. Half an hour from right now, Bob Nightingale from USA Today is going to give us the latest updates on Major League Baseball and its lockout. They talked into the night last night. Reports are things are going better. No games have been canceled, so that could be some optimism if you're an MLB fan. We'll break all that down with Bob coming up in half an hour. Don't forget to also vote on our poll question of the day. It's about the blockbuster trade that occurred yesterday in the National Football League. Once again, Seattle sent their franchise quarterback, their Super Bowl winning quarterback. After 10 years, they shipped him to the Denver Broncos. Sent him in a fifth-round pick to the Broncos. In return, Seattle got a starting quarterback 
a starting tight end, a starting defensive lineman, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fourth. That's a pretty good haul. Did the Broncos give up too much for Russell Wilson? That's our poll question of the day. Right now, 43% of you say maybe it could pay off. 40% say yes. That's a ton of assets. 17% say no. He's the missing piece. Keep those votes coming. Keep those comments coming on our poll question of the day. But right now, we're going to talk more about that blockbuster trade as well as the Aaron Rodgers extension as the NFL gears up for the start of its calendar year, I do believe, next week with our next guest. He's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. He loves talking NFL. He's making his RP3 and Company debut. It's our privilege. Welcome to the program, Bo Brock. Bo, good morning to you, bud. How are you? Doing great, RP3. How are you? We're doing great, man. We're doing great. So, all right, let's start with the Russell Wilson trade kind of break this down for us I know other teams were interested but did this essentially come down to where Russell wanted to go yeah if you if you believe all all the reports out there uh it did come down to where Russell Wilson wanted to play he played a big role of whether or not he was going to exercise his, his trade option there and wanted to play in Denver they got the deal done and he's now a member of the Broncos and and I think you got to believe that that AFC West now becomes an absolute dogfight as far as which team's going to come out on top with the Chiefs being the top team. Um, but Russell Wilson certainly makes things interesting. A lot of people believe, as you even said earlier, that the Broncos were maybe a quarterback away. And I think that this team with Russell Wilson and what he's capable of doing, moving the football down the field, putting it in the end zone, Broncos are going to be in a pretty good spot contending that tough division. They're good quarterback away from making the playoffs, but they're in a, a division where it's absolutely brutal. I mean, you got yeah. the Chiefs, you got Justin Herbert and the Chargers, if the Chargers ever get their act together, but <laughs> they're there. And, and the Raiders have proven, even with kind of a dumpster fire front office and head coaching situation earlier last year, they were able to overcome it to be a playoff team. So it's not necessarily a, a done deal that just adding Russell Wilson makes Denver a contender, is it? I think it does. I, I really do. I mean, and as much as it's, they're going to cannibalize each other in the AFC West, I think that Denver becomes the second best team in that division because of what you said. I mean, the Chargers still, for whatever reason, couldn't figure it out. They, they didn't even know how to you know, utilize their timeouts correctly to the, at the end of the season there to get themselves in the postseason when it seemed like the Raiders were, were ready to let that happen. Um, I, I think that, you know, I mean, Russell Wilson in his 10 seasons in Seattle, outside of the last year where he was dealing, he had the, the, the finger surgery, he wasn't the same after, you know, I watched him closely covering the Arizona Cardinals on a, on a daily basis here for the Lockdown Podcast Network. You know, he, he wasn't the same quarterback. That roster was not built to contend. But Russell Wilson in, the, in nine seasons had won no less than nine games. And, and he was a big part of that. I know he came into a great situation as a third-round pick back in 2012 in the Legion of the Boom. But after that, for the, for the second half of his tenure, uh, it, it was Russell Wilson kind of leading the charge there and contending year in, year out in the NFC West. And I think that Denver, they get to uh, experience the Russell Wilson, uh, you know, that th- this era coming up. And it's going to be much like the Peyton Manning era when, when he came to Denver, where it's just plug him in and then see how far you can take them. And I think that the sky's the limit for this for, for the squad. I mean, I think they immediately, you know, hurdle 
Vegas in, in L.A., and they're going to contend with the Chiefs as far as the division goes. Offensive line was an issue in Seattle. Yeah. Offensive line's not great in Denver. Uh, are the Broncos going to be able to have enough salary cap, you know, space to address that to help protect their new franchise quarterback? Yeah, I mean, one thing, I'm sure Russell Wilson isn't uh, exactly thrilled that he's coming into another situation where they could be kind of a, a rough offensive line, but he knows how to deal with it. He certainly knows how to, you know, continue to uh, play at a high level without an offensive line. They're not terrible. They're, they're not awful. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've seen Russell Wilson play behind some absolute just <laughs> atrocious, terrible yes. offense. Yeah. yeah. Just atrocious. No doubt about it. Uh, but I, I think that 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 becomes priority number one for the rest of the offseason and whatever draft capital they have remaining, you know, after sending uh, what five picks to Seattle, it's going to be utilized on, on really kind of shoring up that offensive line, whatever free agent dollars cap money they have, I'm sure will go towards Denver Broncos kind of figuring out things on the offensive line. Let's look at the other side of this for Seattle this is the best case scenario for them to do a rebuild, right? Because mm -hmm. you get four picks in the first two rounds of the next two years, and you would assume those guys are going to be starters. Plus, you have your own picks. So you could, in, in theory, have eight new starters to build around moving forward. And you also get some serviceable players in return. Uh, I think Noah Fant's the, the best of the bunch. I was surprised sure. Denver threw him in. But for Seattle, they also let go of their captain and the heart and soul of their defense as well, who arrived in Seattle 10 years just like ago, just like Russell did. Why do you think the Seahawks decided, okay, now's the time just to go ahead, start over, blow this up, start from scratch, and not try to keep it going, say like what the Saints did, where they went down for a few years, but through good drafting and on those rookie deals, they were able to be a contender again for four straight years? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I mean, why did they hit detonate? You've got Pete Carroll in his 70s, and, you know, John Schneider hasn't exactly been hitting in the draft year in and year out. You know, even with all these draft picks coming their way, is he going to be able to kind of turn those around into NFL-caliber players? That, that's a big question for the Seahawks franchise. They certainly have a lot of ammo to, to kind of uh, jumpstart this rebuild, and that's absolutely what they're doing. You, you know, early yesterday, people were like, well, now hold on. You know, got a, they've got a lot of assets. Maybe they could become players for Deshaun Watson once that situation gets figured out. But it, it seems like this is a teardown, and they're going to start to build up from the from the bottom up, kind of like they did back in 2012, even though they're in a little bit better position overall roster-wise. But uh, it, it it is interesting. Maybe they just saw the writing on the wall. I mean, the NFC West before yesterday was the premier division in in the in the NFL. I mean, you had three playoff teams from with the world champions being the top dog there in the LA Rams. And sure, they don't have a lot of assets this offseason, but they've got a team that's ready to contend once again in 2022, 2023. And then you have the San Francisco 49ers who were upstart, made their way all the way to the NFC championship game. And the Arizona Cardinals won 11 games with a young quarterback, despite what's going on with the social media. He's going to be in the fold for a while for Arizona. So maybe they just saw, hey, look, we've got Russell Wilson and we've got a couple other nice pieces, but we don't have enough to contend here. Let's just kind of start over and see if we can build something like we did in 2012. And um, they, they certainly have the assets to do it. You know, Drew Locke, is he going to be the guy? I haven't seen Drew Locke play, you know, in back-to-back -back solid performances in his career yet. He has he doesn't have that consistency 
Could he be the stopgap guy? Could they bring in somebody that could also be a bridge? Does number nine in the draft become Malik Willis? They've got a lot of different options. Some people are saying, hey, their best option is to kind of wear it in 2022. And then you've got a pretty deep quarterback class coming the next year, including a Heisman Trophy winner. You've got Stroud from Ohio State, a little bit deeper of a class than this year. And uh, that might be where they might want to look at, uh, you know, finding out the the quarterback position going forward, but it, it, it was interesting, but I think this is something they had de- have delayed and have the luxury of being delayed with Russell Wilson being a Seahawk for so long. They just decided, okay, let's do it now. Let's just cut bait and, uh, and start to build this thing again. We're talking with Bo Brock of the locked on podcast network. He covers the Cardinals, but he also covers the NFL. He joins us here on RP three and company. Let's talk about the team that you cover. Sure. Um, how do you explain the the fact that the team faded down the stretch like they did? I know injuries played a role, but this also continues a trend for uh, Kingsbury from college, which had happened every year, and in the pros. Do you think that's just coincidence, or do you think there's something to the fact that the team faded down the stretch? I mean, you can't deny the numbers with Cliff Kingsbury down the stretch. I mean, it's just, it's, it's happened every year since really, what, uh, 2013. And uh, he was fired from his alma mater. He made a, a, an odd rise to an NFL coaching position. It was, it was a strange choice for the Cardinals back in 2019. Uh, but with that, you need to kind of, if you're going to go with the guy that failed at his alma mater, he was 35 and 40 in the Big 12, patience needs to be preached. And I think that, He's been successful each and every year as a whole, but we do see the collapses at the end of the season. And, and that's the next step as far as this Cardinals rebuild, if you want to, we want to call an 11-win team uh, coming off a playoff appearance. But this is the next step as far as that is trying to f- is finishing strong because they came out of the gates. It's one of the best teams in, the, in, in football. And uh, they, do, they do need to figure it out as far as that goes. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, the number one receiver for, for the Cardinals, was out. You know, he was he was a huge red zone threat. Once he was gone, and he played about 10 games, but we'll call it kind of eight because he was struggling with injuries throughout two of those games. Um, you know, he, he had eight touchdowns in, in 10 games, and all, all those were in the red zone, and the red zone offense collapsed without DeAndre Hopkins. They also didn't have J.J. Watt, who was kind of their, their leader on defense for, for the bulk of the second half. So injuries did play a, a big role. But there, there's no excuse for a loss to the Detroit Lions. They they get they went up to Detroit, and got the doors blown off. So there there's there are issues, and and it, and it stems you know it's an organizational thing. You know the depth wasn't there, and that falls on GM Steve Kime. As far as the play calling in the red zone after DeAndre Hopkins went out, that's on Cliff Kingsbury. As far as the play on the field and the leadership, you look at your young quarterback to step up when one of your stars goes down. So organizationally. It was an issue for the Arizona Cardinals, but they still do have talent. You know, guys are obviously getting healthier in the offseason. It's going to be a really, um, really exciting offseason for this team. They, they'll have to figure things out cap-wise. They, they have their first-round pick. Um, they should be fine to be able to kind of retool and get back into the mix in 2022. Let me talk about the other news that came out yesterday, Bo, and that was with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, reportedly they're going to make him the highest paid player in NFL history. Four-year extension worth 200 mil, 153 of that is apparently guaranteed, which is an enormous amount of money for a guy that's around 40. But he is the back-to-back MVP. 
do you what do you make of the move and do you believe this means that the Packers are going to give up on Jordan Love and probably try to trade him uh this offseason or this summer yeah the it, it kind of the status quo as far as the NFC the playoff picture it's saved the last dance too I guess with or I'm not, not saved the last dance last dance save the last dance was a crappy movie from like the <laughs> early 2000s uh, you've got, uh, they're running it back. I mean, not only did they bring back Aaron Rodgers, and, and it's apparently a cap-friendly deal for the Green Bay Packers, and Devontae Adams gets franchise tagged. So you've got uh, Jordan and Pippen, according to those two guys, coming back to the roster that scored seven points in the divisional round. Um, you know, they still have a lot of work to do. I, I can't, I, they, they can't just kind of move forward and say, hey, look, we're just going to completely come back with the same team because that wasn't good enough. Uh, to get it done in the playoffs, and it hasn't been good enough. Uh, so they, they've still got some roster tweaking to go. Does Ro- does Jordan Love, Love become a piece? Does, does a team like Seattle, are they intrigued by a guy like Jordan Love with all those draft assets uh, or just assets to maybe head towards, uh, maybe maybe they look at uh, you know some of those wide receivers, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, they can continue that uh, fire sale there. Does Green Bay try to you know take away from that? Um, it, it's interesting because they just can't move forward with the status quo because we know that that's not good enough, even with Aaron Rodgers winning back-to-back MVPs. But it does mean that this team wants to kind of run it back, wants to be uh, in the thick of things, and the only way they can do that is with Aaron Rodgers. They don't believe yet in Jordan Love. And we'll see, baby. Are they going to you know, take him along like they did with Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers, at you know, 24 years old, it still hadn't seen a real big snap, uh, snap load in the NFL. Um, so, you know, are, are they just going to let this rookie deal kind of run out and then give him the keys to this franchise? Maybe it's just a new day and age. It, it, it's really going to be interesting to see what they're going to do go, going forward with the former first round pick. Bo, appreciate your time, brother. Thank you so much. Tell the people how they can follow you on social media and where they can go to get all your stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Lockdown NFL podcast. Check that on a daily basis. It's uh, we're just ramping things up. We thought we were just going to have a quiet like franchise tag day yesterday. <laughs> no, and it just was nope. out of control. Nope, not not going to get that. And that's the calm before the storm. So next week, you want to be dialed into the Lockdown Podcast Network. And then if you want some Cardinals insight, we're talking about it on a daily basis too on Lockdown Cardinals. But follow me on Twitter at Bo Brock. Easiest way to find it there. B O B R A C K. Appreciate you guys having me. Thank you, Bo. Can't wait to talk to you again, bud. Enjoy your week. All right, take care. We got to take a timeout. More RP3 and company coming up right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. For more great ideas, visit therusticrenegade.com. RP3 came to the station this morning to do only two things. Kick some ass and drink some beer. Looks like we're almost out of beer. Well, it's kind of early for the latter, isn't it? Maybe. Probably. Maybe just a root beer or some flavored water. Back to more kick-ass sports talk with RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The toughest monster truck tour is coming to the Cajun Dome on March 18th and 19th. The game, 
seven Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station wants to hook you up with a family four-pack of tickets. Simply text Bigfoot to 68683. That's Bigfoot to 68683 for your chance to see the best monster trucks in the world, including the iconic Bigfoot. Once again, text Bigfoot to 68683 for your chance to score a family four-pack of tickets to the toughest monster trucks tour at the Cajun Dome. Woo! Monster trucks. Two days of the monster trucks, which means the Cajun Dome is going to be loud. It's going to be very loud inside the dome. Great. I'm yes. so excited that I live five minutes from him. I will hear it all. Well, Probably from my apartment. <laughs> do you hear of concerts when they're inside the Cajun Dome? From your house or your apartment? No, we hear all the sirens no. that go off right after because people don't know how to drive after concerts or after any events at Cajun Dome. You chose to live in a metropolitan area near a college campus in a sporting slash entertainment venue. You made that decision. Um, That's part of that. You probably have to deal with more traffic and noise from the places right there by your apartment complex than you do anything else. Yes, because all the people like to go after the football games and everything else, they go to Canes. That's yeah, how right dare on the you, other side of the how fence. How dare you decide to go <laughs> eat something after watching a sporting event? Oh, I always Canes, man. How dare you? What's wrong? Canes is good. What's Canes wrong? is what, good. What's your beef But because today? they stay up at Why like, are you so salty? Uh! Why are you so <laughs> salty today? Far too much salt from you today. I'm going to go to bed early. I should went to bed an hour early than I usually do. It's not a good thing. So because you got extra sleep makes you salty? Yes. I think I'd rather you be tired. Well. <laughs> just so salty today. Telling Bob Barlin to go be on the <laughs> beach with Ed Orgeron and Rob Manford for no good reason. Which my old um, youth pastor said, don't bring them to my state. He said you can keep Oh, bring that to he my said you state. You can keep Rob Mansford and um Ed Ogeron in uh lovely Louisiana, whenever Robert lives. You don't bring it to Florida. I said oh lovely Louisiana. <laughs> lovely Louisiana. You like that? Yes, that'd Does beautiful. that make you less salty? Sure. Because you know we got Bob Nightingale coming up and he's you know, he's a gentleman. He's a professional. I don't I don't think Bob wants to deal with any saltiness. No, see, this is what happens. I go talk like this to you, but then I get off, and then I answer the phone, I go to the game. Like I'm, you know, mm, happy and go lucky. I see. So what you're saying is that you're <laughs> fake with all the people on the phone, but you're real with me is what you're telling me. Um, <laughs> yeah. When I answer, yes. Until it's like Paul, that's like, how are you doing today? Five names, and I'm like, eh, <laughs> tired. It's 8.30. Yeah. <laughs> Poll question of the day. Is five names far too salty for this hump day edition of the show? No, that's not the poll question today. Maybe it should be. <laughs> Did the Denver Broncos give up too much for Russell Wilson? 43% of you say maybe it could pay off. 39% say yes, that's a ton of assets. 18% of you say no, he's the missing piece. Brad on Twitter says, oh, yeah, he better win them at least two Super Bowls for them not to look like a bunch of rubes. Oh, Brad says, 
It's just not one. It has to be two. It has to be two Super Bowls. Yep. Robert says, imagine his moon ball in Denver. That thing may never come down. Mr. Green on uh, the Facebooks says, yes, he's not the player he once was, and Denver doesn't have the O-line they once did, as well as Jude Miller, who Jude usually has the most efficient comment. He's like two words, three words max. Yeah, he's says, he, he's, he, he's our go-to <laughs> for efficiency. Right. Says, well, looking at first glance, it does look like a lot, but Denver has proved they are not very good at drafting a QB, so I don't think it's too much knowing what Russ can bring to the team if he's healthy. Once again, Denver has had, is tied for the most starting quarterbacks since 2016. Yeah. With 11. Tied with the Washington Commanders. That's only six years, guys. That's not good. No. That's, that's <laughs> not good. That's not good. That's not what we call stability. That's the opposite. That's instability. The Jets are right there. Sorry, Darren. Uh, the Jets are right there at 10. Isn't that also... Um... The that fighting Prejeans? Yeah. That the guy's name. <laughs> that guy's name. The disrespect to Lewis by you. Because he went, he said, not okay, I'm just saying he put on Twitter that he's going to book a flight and come hang out with us for a day, and I have yet to see him arrive yet. So, Wow. I wow. Think, the thing about, think about this. <clears throat> Over a year ago, a year ago, I think like last week. Yeah, it was about a year ago. I started interning here to where my little comments on the side off mic we're not heard. But think about now, I have open mic. And then to have Lewis have open mic and you as well, I think it'd be a great three hours if we had all three of us together. I'm pretty sure Mr. California is not going to be down for doing a whole three hours and waking up that early again. Oh, I think he could do it. <laughs> Just for us. <laughs> Just for us. He may come in for the last yeah. hour and hang out yeah. and then see Kevin. That's probably what end up being happen, but <laughs> Or it'll, 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 it'll be, <laughs> hey, I just want to let you know, guys, I drove by the studio. I waved to you. <laughs> I saw you on the billboard. <laughs> Bye. Uh, oh, good times. Good times. Good for Lewis. He's enjoying He's enjoying lovely, lovely California for yes, Mr. Yes, John. Yes, And his lovely lady. <sighs> it's a big week. It's a big week. Yeah. It's the week where conference tournaments wrap up. SEC men's tournament is starting today. LSU will play the winner of the Missouri Ole Miss game tomorrow afternoon. You can listen to that game live right here on the game. Scheduled to start at 1.30. Now, it could be some, you know, they could, you know, fluctuate a little bit based on the running time of the game prior to it. You always have to remember that for tournaments. So those start times are, eh, you just hope they start on those times. Fingers are crossed. Fingers are crossed. McNeese, meanwhile, they start. The men are taking part today or rather this evening they're taking on Northwestern State in the Southland Conference Men's Tournament over in Katy, Texas. The women will uh, had received a bye, and we when we talked to Jim Gozzolo yesterday, he said they have a legit chance. Like the, the McNeese women have a legit chance of winning the Southland Conference Tournament. They, he believes it's wide open. They've defeated everyone in conference play. So McNeese is taking part in those conference tournaments. The LSU-McNeese baseball game that was supposed to be played last night got pushed because of rain. That's being played tonight. McNeese softball is at UL tonight at Lampson Park. And then the Raging Cajun softball team, tonight's game starts a six-game homestand because they open up conference play already. 
Friday night against Georgia State. Comes to town 6 o'clock, first pitch at Lampson Park for the beginning of Sunbelt Conference play for the Raging Cajuns. Also, huge series for the Raging Cajuns who are scheduled to take on UNO tonight on the road. But then they return home for a three-game set against the University of Houston Cougars. Texan in Acadiana, our number one Houston Cougs fan of RP3 and company. He's very excited. He'll be there. So that's a huge series for them for Raging Cajuns baseball. So it's going to be a busy, once again, another busy weekend. Both Cajuns baseball is at home. Cajun softball is at home. LSU baseball will be at home. They're taking on Bethune Cookman for a three-game set. SEC men's tournament's going on. Southland Conference, both men and women's tournament is going on. Oh, and by the way, next week we'll be broadcasting live from Lake Tron Golf and Country Club for the Chittimacha Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross. Yep. Woo! Hope your uh your pipes are ready for Monday. It has to be a lot to recap. <laughs> I will I will make sure that I will be taking care of the old money maker. Not to worry. Bananas, uh probably like four Some of your fruit. flavored waters. Oh, I will be I will be ready to roll. <laughs> I will be ready to roll. The big thing though for yours truly is they always have like ice cream out there for media mm. people and workers. So I'll be out there all week. Now, we've started the diet, and I was good, by the way, going out of town. Where Kevin Foote had a delicious fried sandwich, I had a salad. Oh, I'm proud of you. I even had to send photo evidence, photo, photographic evidence to my wife. <laughs> so we're, we're on this diet. We decided to do this diet together. So making sure not to sample the awesome food and delightful snacks out at the golf tournament all week is going to be the monumental challenge. So I'll be self-packing my own snacks and lunch. And will not be taking part in any of the deliciousness. Another tomato and cheese stick. Can't wait to can't wait for that lunch later. (laughs) Just like take the like make a hole in the middle of the tomato and a stick of cheese stick in. (laughs) Thank you for your recommendation. (laughs) It's like your own little hot dog with a hot dog. It's cheese stick. (laughs) Oh man. So it's gonna be busy. It's gonna be busy. Of course you can Find out about all the comings and goings for LSU, McNeese, Raging Cajuns, and more by visiting the website 1037thegame.com and 1041thegame.com. Right now, though, we got to take a timeout. When we return, oh, man, Bob Nightingale is going to join us. Are we going to actually have baseball? It looks like the two sides are talking. They're communicating. They're not fighting with one another. There's not some type of weird dance-off between Rob Manford and the Players Association. Bob Nightingale will break it all down for us, give us the latest updates on the Major League Baseball lockout. That's next, right here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. There are some hosts that talk like they know everything, but you don't have to worry about our guy, RP3. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. That's because he never knows what he's talking about. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Back to the show in the know. RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
Oh, Major League Baseball lockout. Is there hope that it's going to be coming to an end that we're actually not going to have to sacrifice any more games? They two sides talked into the night last night. Apparently things are trending maybe in a good direction to give us the latest on Major League Baseball's lockout. Lockout is a man who covers the sport better than anyone else. It's our good friend from USA Today, the one and only Bob Nightingale. Bob, good morning, brother. I know you're immensely busy. Appreciate your time, but how you doing today? Yeah, doing good. Thank you. Yeah. All right. As it stands right now, 840 on this lovely March 9th, where do we stand with the lockout and the two sides having discussions? Well, they're uh, meeting with the executive board now, the Player Association is, and they'll present their uh, uh, counterproposal to uh, MLB this morning. So they're very close. The international draft is kind of hanging things up here, uh, but I don't think it'll be enough to prevent a deal from getting done. If no deal is done today, this lockout's going to last quite a while. Uh, players going to miss paychecks. Uh, about a month's worth of games will be canceled. So I don't see that happening. I, I think they get a deal done today. All right, Bob, walk us through it. What's the big sticking points between the two sides that they've had to kind of fight it out over? Can you break that down for us? Well, it was with the luxury tax where the uh, you know, the players wanted a lot higher. Uh, the owners fought it you know, to try to keep the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers and you know maybe New York Mets in line. And uh, that's, you know, made a big move. Uh, MLB, you know, raised the luxury tax uh, to, to $230 million to start with, going up to 240 It used to be uh, 210 so, you know, big hike. Minimum salaries taken care of. There's a, there's a pre-arbitration bonus pool taken care of. Yeah, really it comes down to a little bit on the tax thresholds. And uh, yeah, MLB wants a, uh, you know, international draft just because they uh, – you know, a lot of these kids in Latin American countries are signing, you know, age of 12 or 13 to kind of stop that stuff in control. And there's fight from, you know, agents in the union, too, like, well, if these players don't have a big bonus or waiting for them, they may just, you know, quit baseball. So that that's the fight. That's probably the biggest fight going on now. Really, because so you're saying the 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 international players and signing them and everything. You think that's the biggest, the the most contentious thing between the players' association and the owners is that? Yeah, right now it is because the uh, player, the owners have said if we uh, get the international draft, we no longer have a uh, you know a qualifying offer, a draft pick compensation if a player if a team signs a free agent player. So if you get rid of that, it helps free agent players big time. To take that, uh, you know, to take that mechanism off them, uh, you know, and they were moving back and forth. I think MLB thought, you know, there would be an international draft, then it wasn't. So they're kind of waiting to see this morning what exactly the uh, union proposes. Bob, why do you say if a deal doesn't get done today that we're going to lose maybe a month's worth of games? Why is today so significant? Today's date and that deadline. Why is that such a big deal? Well, there was a week ago yesterday where uh, Rob Manfred canceled the first week of games. Uh, they have said that there's no agreement by today. Uh, they really want it by last night. No agreement by today. Then we're wiping out another week's worth of games. Uh, that's two weeks. And I think then there'll be so much anger and distress and animosity between the two sides where they throw their hands up in the air 
and say, you know what, we're not we're not going to meet for a while, and just wipe out the entire month of April. We're talking with Bob Nightingale of USA Today. He covers Major League Baseball. Walk me back through this. You know, a, a big criticism that's been uh, expressed, Bob, is the fact that the owners decided to uh, enforce the lockout, but yet a proposal didn't come down the pipe, so to speak, for more than a month. Why did that not happen? I mean, p- baseball fans are frustrated because they don't understand why did it take it to get to this? Why couldn't conversations, discussions, and proposals be discussed earlier back in December and January? Yeah, I think it was just a strategic move. I mean, you know, as MLB says, the phone works both ways, but they're the ones who implemented the lockout. So certainly they could have made the first gesture and waited, you know, 43 days, you know, way too long. So that's been a, uh, you know, a harsh criticism of, of the MLB tactics, and that's what the union has complained about. And then both sides, you know, took forever where, you know, you make a proposal uh, one week, you don't hear anything back for another uh, you know, now at least they're talking, you know, track nine straight days in Jupiter, Florida. Uh, I've been talking, you know, nonstop, you know, over the weekend and almost 16 hours last night. So at least now, you know, this is stuff that should done, should have been done earlier uh, without, you know, reaching, reaching this. Bob, for the new CBA to be approved, correct me if I'm wrong, 23 of the 30 owners have to approve it, right? It has to have that correct. many owners to approve it. So, who are possibly some of the owners that may not agree to a new CBA, no matter what happens, that are going to maybe throw a monkey wrench into things? Are there a handful of owners that could do that? There were a handful of owners that weren't crazy about raising that luxury tax at 230 for sure, uh, but not enough to stop a deal. I mean, that's what, but still, like the previous commission was so good at just getting everybody in line. You know, for instance, if you're, uh, you know, if you're the last one just died, if you're Mets, you want the luxury tax as high as possible because you're going to go over it. You don't want to pay the penalties. If you're a team, uh, say the Colorado Rockies, Diamondbacks, uh, you know, in the uh, in the National League West, you want those penalties to be strict as possible because you don't want the Dodgers to have you know a hundred fifty million dollar uh, payroll higher than everybody else. So everybody's got their different interests here. But the other part of that, and, and I always find this fascinating, is that you have certain owners and ownership groups rather that don't mind spending money right and they get after it and they try to get the free agents and they they pay their own players and then you have other franchises that have long not done anything right we you think of kansas city you think of pittsburgh you you think of others that don't really invest in their team but they get the uh they get the revenue sharing how can baseball fix that is there any way that bob is there any way that baseball can fix that and force some of their owners to actually invest in their teams and try to put together competitive teams? Well, you know, I'd say nobody tried to do They tried to put a salary floor in of $100 million. Uh, the union turned it down. The union thought was, well, if there's a floor, that means you're going to have a salary cap. And that's what their argument is. Luxury tax is being, you know, people are acting like that's a uh, cap and not a luxury tax. But you're right. Uh, particularly teams like Pittsburgh, Cleveland, uh, Baltimore, uh, their payrolls were around $50 million or $60 million. And that's pretty much you know, what they're getting in revenue share is too close. So a lot of the big market teams are very upset with that. Uh, the union tried to change that, but it didn't work. <clears throat> so now the, you know, the revenue sharing stays the same. April 15th is Jackie Robinson Day, and, and that's a huge deal for Major League Baseball. <laughs> 
if it, is that what we're looking at, Bob? Is that they're they're hopeful that they can get games in before Jackie Robinson Day, or even make Jackie Robinson Day be the new opening day this season? I mean, if they have to cancel the week of games today, you know that would be you know the best case scenario. But like I said I would I would think it gets so ugly putting that much time in, not getting a deal done. I think it would be a uh, you know highly highly unlikely to get games in even before the end of April. Uh, yeah, they would like to have it for Jackie Robinson Day, but remember with COVID, you know they they had Jackie Robinson Day at a later date. Obviously, Correct. it was because of COVID. So at least you know they've done that. They don't want to do that. They would still celebrate you know Jackie Robinson Day. They'd pick a day, but certainly not on April fifteenth. We're wrapping up our conversation with Bob Nightingale. He covers Major League Baseball for USA Today. He joins us here on RP3 and Company. All right, Bob, let's say optimistic. They get a deal done today, and we can get the ball rolling, right? They they agree to a, a new agreement. What does the timeline then look for free agency? How long is that going to last? How long is spring training? And when would opening day be? Well, opening day would be one week later. It would start April 7th. Remember, it was supposed to start uh, March 31st. Correct. So it would start uh, May 7th, I mean, April 7th now. Uh, that pushes the season back a few days, three days, to make sure everyone gets their games in. Uh, that, that was missed. And then they, uh, you know, the free agency would just you know, start as soon as this thing is ratified, so in a couple days. And, you know, with 200 free agents out there, I mean, there will be guys signing once you know, after the season starts. So that's going to go on for a while. Uh, the uh, so it's you know it's going to be a mad frenzy. It takes a couple of days to ratify the deal, but I would think they tell you know teams will tell the players, come on in beginning uh, beginning on Saturday. Uh, yeah, an opening day I said April seventh would actually be April sixth. With the lockout taking place, there hasn't been any uh, majority of the free agent deals have not uh, taken place as you mentioned. More than two hundred free agents. Is that going to force guys who maybe were looking for scoring big paydays, big lengthy long-term deals, like say a Carlos Correa for the Astros, does that maybe force these players to sign these really good, say, one-year deals just to get a deal and then come back and become a free agent again next year? Yeah, it's very possible. You know, maybe you sign a, uh, you know, say you sign a three- or four-year deal, but you have opt-outs after every year saying, wow, uh, I didn't have time to really negotiate here. Right. Uh, if you get if you get a good offer or just a, a semi decent offer, you may feel compelled to take it because you don't take it, you know, your buddy will. Uh, I think it's going to be really you know fall a buyer's market here where there's going to be guys scrambling at the end saying, "Man, I, I should have done a lot better than this, but let me take it. I'll hit the free agent market a year from now." I'll ask you one more and then let you go, Bob, because I know you're busy. Where do you expect Carlos Correa to land, and where do you expect Freddie Freeman for the Braves to land? I'll start with Freddie first. I still think Atlanta. I know a lot of people say, well, all this time has passed. Remember now, it's a lockout. You weren't allowed to talk to anybody. So, you know, all these teams can't talk to Freddie. Atlanta can't talk to Freddie. I still think he ends up there, but I don't. The X factor is the Dodgers. And I think the Dodgers are the X factor also Carlos Correa. Uh, you know, they the Yankees have not shown any interest in him. Astros will love to bring him back. You know, maybe he signs there. You know, with, with opt outs after uh, after each year. Uh, you know, Dodgers need a shortstop in the year. They got Trey Turner now. 
can always slide Trey Turner to second base. And what's going to help out Freddie is with the universal DH, you know, DH in National League. All, right. all of a sudden, there's a big there's a big opening there for a, for a guy like Freddie Freeman. Bob, appreciate your time. As always, keep up the tremendous work. You've been working like an absolute maniac. Appreciate that, my friend, and we'll talk to you soon, bud. All right, look forward to it. Take care, buddy. If I'm telling you right now, you, you listen to me? You paying attention to me? If the Los Angeles freaking Dodgers sign Freddie Freeman, I will not be a pleasant person. I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. And, and Bob says the Dodgers could have a chance to sign Freddie Freeman and Carlos Correa. Oh, great uniforms, but those greedy, greedy, greedy Dodgers. People used to complain about the evil empire of the New York Yankees. That's what the Dodgers have become. Stop it. Massive payroll. Stop it. We got to take a timeout. But good news. Bob is hopeful that a deal is going to get done today. That makes me happy. Going to take a timeout. Our final one. We'll get you set up for Kevin Foote and Footnotes next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. RP3 doesn't play around when it comes to his personal life. I got one NFL team. I got one college team. I got one Major League Baseball team. And the big fella's also monogamous when it comes to his sports fandom. That's what I got my merch for. That's who I support. Period. Call me old-fashioned. The end. Call me old-fashioned. That's fine. I'll be old-fashioned. RP3 is just committed to providing you with great sports talk here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana. Sports Station. Oh, man. Want to take a moment to thank our guest for joining us here on this hump day edition of RP3 and Company. Ron Higgins, the mad dog himself from Tiger Details, talking all things LSU. Bo Brack from the Locked On Network. He's part of the Locked On NFL podcast as well as the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Great conversation with him. And, of course, Bob Nightingale, Major League Baseball reporter, columnist for USA Today. If you missed any of those interviews, not to worry. They're available for you at 1037thegame.com and 1041thegame.com as well as we share them on social media after the show is wrapped up. So not to worry. Not to worry. Poll question of the day, final results. Did the Denver Broncos give up too much for Russell Wilson? That's the big blockbuster trade from yesterday in the NFL. 42% of you are unsure. You voted maybe, but it could pay off. 38% of you said yes, it's a ton of assets, and 20% say no, he's the missing piece for the Broncos. Thank you for all who commented on the poll question of the day, voted on the poll question of the day. And shout out to all the callers today as well. It helped me have to deal with a salty producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names. I thought it would be nothing but unicorns and rainbows today between her and I. And in fact, it was not. I, this is punishment for leaving you and not being here in the studio yesterday. Yep. There it is. All right. That's fair. For that, I it's literally, fair. I almost put my mic on a bit sooner so that I would say unicorns and rainbows. <laughs> and I don't sit with you and I'm kind of mad I didn't. <laughs> Oh, man. I'll be covering McNeese at 
UL softball tonight at Lamson Park. Make sure to check that out on the website, 1037thegame.com and 1041thegame.com. Plus, we'll have a video recap afterwards. Kevin Foot and Footnotes is up next, but that's going to do it for us. This has been RP3 and Company. Until tomorrow from 6 to 9, be safe out there. Be kind to one another. You're listening to the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.